Good morning, good Chodesh. Rosh Chodesh Tov, everybody. First day of Rosh Chodesh Adar Rishon, which means we are having, as the Rebbe points out, an incredible experience this year of 60 days of Adar. And just like we know that in Alacha, things that are not as good as they should be can be nullified by 60. So we have the opportunity this month, these two months, the Rebbe says, with 60 days of overarching joy to be able to nullify all negativity that might be in our presence and might stand in our way. So this is a great time to truly, truly engage in joy. Celebrate the fact that you have an ashama. Celebrate the fact that you have the Hashem chose you as part of the Jewish people. Celebrate the incredible overcoming of all obstacles that is the month of Adar and the Yom Tovim connected to it. Um, and in that vein, the two months of Adar specifically, when Adar enters, joy is increased. And the reason for that is, and in fact, you could maybe see it, a connecting theme between Adar and the overriding theme of this week's Torah portion, Parshish Mishpatim. Parshas Mishpatim, even more, you might argue, than Parshat Yisro, serves as the bridge between the supernal and the mundane. We all know that the revelation at Mount Sinai was an event where Hashem said that until that point, the supernal cannot descend to the below, the below cannot ascend to the above, and Hashem said that at Matan Torah, at the revelation of Mount Sinai, this decree, so to speak, was now nullified. And now you could create fusion between the supernal and the mundane. So that was Matan Torah. But where do we really start to see this fusion of the spiritual and the mundane? We see it in Ve'el Mishpatim. We see it in this week's Torah portion, which starts with, as we mentioned earlier in the week, Ve'ele, the, pro, the, the prefix and, to say that everything in Mishpatim is truly connected also to Mount Sinai. Because throughout the Pasha Mishpatim, we have this back and forth between physical, mundane, earthy, uh, run of the mill laws that any society would be able to appreciate and the utterly transcendent. Have no other gods before me, etc., etc., etc. And it goes back and forth throughout the Pasha. We go from the spiritual to the from the mundane to the spiritual, from the spiritual to the mundane, and then back again to the spiritual. And it goes back and forth like this. And, and in fact, we have a very interesting thing in this week's Pasha. We have two events at the end of this week's Pasha, one in today's Torah reading and one in tomorrow's Torah reading that are completely and totally out of chronological order. Today's Torah reading where Hashem says He's going to send an angel that will go before us. This is the angel that Hashem says He's going to send before us after we've sinned with the golden calf. What's the name of this angel? Matatra, it says. It says, Kashmir Bikirboy, Rashi says, Matatra, and Shindalad Yud, which is one of the names of Hashem, are the same numerical value. So Rashi says 
That's what, that's what Hashem means when He says, my name is in Him. Because that's the same numerical value. This is the angel who went in front of us. Went in front of us. But the thing is, this angel goes in front of us after the sin of the golden calf. When Hashem says, I'm going to send an angel, when Moshe asks that Hashem himself lead, and this is the angel who said. So today's Torah reading is actually a portion that happens after the sin of the golden calf. Tomorrow's Torah reading is an event that took place before Mount Sinai. It happened at Mount Sinai, but before the revelation of Mount Sinai, before the giving of the Torah at Mount Sinai. So we're totally out of chronological order here. And the explanation, of course, is that after you've gone through all of the struggles of trying to fuse the spiritual and the mundane, and then at the end of the day, after you've done all this work, and you've done everything you possibly can, you don't feel like you're getting anywhere. You still feel like you're worshipping the Egel Hazahav, the golden calf. And every one of us knows what the golden calf is, and every one of us has the golden calf in our own lives. Right? So after all the work we did, we did the whole Parsha's Mishpatim, we struggled to be able to bring the fusion. The whole Parsha talks about this fusion between the absolutely transcendent and the utter physical. We did all this work, and we worked and worked and worked. We put on tefillin. I, I, I got a picture yesterday, right? But it was like, you know, low-hanging fruit. Rabbi Yitzchak put on tefillin with somebody oh. at, the, at the event. But it was low-hanging fruit. I told him, him you put on tefillin with? I texted him back after he sent me the picture. I said, that's who you put on tefillin with. Now that both of you have to go, and each of you has to find one more person to put on tefillin, because he should find somebody else to put on tefillin. Anyway, but we've done all the work. We put on tefillin at real estate conferences. We're finding another year. We're inspiring them. We're sharing with everybody. And yet, we find ourselves where? We find ourselves so lacking, we feel like we're still stuck in the golden calf. So along comes Hashem and ends the parasha by saying, no, 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 no. I have full connection with you. Come. Moshe Rabbeinu builds altars for each of the 12 tribes. Stay connected. That's what karbonos means. Karbon sacrifices, kiruv, coming close. Hashem brings us close and ends the Torah portion that says, I'm fully cognizant. Don't view the sending of the angel as a not positive event. Instead, view it as I'm always there for you. No matter what's going to happen to you, no matter what struggles you're going to go through, no matter what difficulties, Hashem promises us that He's always going to be there for us. So we've been going through all kinds of struggles as a nation. Of course, we see what's going on, Rahman al-Islan, still going on in our holy land of Eretz Yisrael with our brothers and sisters who are in Eretz Yisrael, and, and by extension to all of our brothers and sisters throughout the world. So Hashem should bless, should bless us that once and for all, as we enter into Adah, we should see only joy, joy, one day bigger than the other, and each day should be a quantum leap greater than the next, we should merit to see open and revealed in front of us this very, very moment. The true Nitzachen Venapechu, Ashi Yishlatu, Hayehudim, Hema, Besenehem, 
with the eradication of all of the darkness of the world and the inspiration of only light in the world and the revelation of Mashiach. So we should spend this Shabbos Mamish. I was talking to my driver today, this morning at 3.30 in the morning. My driver in Eretz Yisrael, and we have an ongoing thing that we end our conversations always. I'll be waiting for you. There's a place where all the drivers wait. I don't know if you've ever had a driver pick you up. It took us a hard time finding the place when we were there last time when he came to get us. Now I know how to get there. It's a whole complicated thing of how to get to Komashnia Makom Shalosh. You have to get to the second floor and at column number 23. That's where the drivers are all waiting. So every time we end our conversations with, he says always, I'm waiting for you at Komashnia Makom Shalosh. So I said, yes, for sure, Mashiach is coming right now. He says, okay, I'll pick you up on Monday. I said, Monday, Elio, Mashiach is coming now. I need you to pick me up right away. You know what he says to me? Now, I'm very, very busy today before Shabbat. Please don't come till Monday. (laughs) 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 That's what he said. I'll see you on Monday. We have Shabbat Shalom and a Chodesh Tov in the Gula right now. And I'm sure Elio will be happy to pick me up now from the airport. L'chaim. Melech HaMoshiach Le'Oilam Bo'ed Yechiyad Eneinu Reinu V'Rabbeinu Melech HaMoshiach Le'Oilam Bo'ed L'chaim everybody